watch this one. Hey, I'm in Hawaii too. Oh, that's me. Aloha, bitches. It's very, it's very cool. They're not Native Americans, Brian. Last of the Mohicans is a historical drama film released in 1992 and directed by Michael Mann. The Last of the Mohicans tells the story of Hawkeye, a frontiersman who must save the daughters of a colonel during the French and Indian War. The movie is available on Prime Video. Please consider watching this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. During the French and Indian War in the year 1757, Duncan Hayward is ordered by Colonel Monroe to safely bring his daughters, Cora and Alice, to him. Hayward asks Cora to marry him, but she does not give him an answer, citing she needs more time to make a decision. Magua, a Mohawk native, helps lead Hayward and Monroe's daughters back to a fort, but instead leads them into a trap, revealing to be of the Huron people, whom happen to be an ally of the French. Coming to the aid of them are the last remaining of the Mohican people, Uncas, his adopted white brother Hawkeye, and their father Chingachgook. The Mohicans kill all of the Hurons except for Magua, who escapes. They eventually manage to bring Cora and Alice safely to Monroe. Shortly thereafter, Cora becomes infatuated with Hawkeye and declines Hayward's hand in marriage, while Alice becomes interested in Uncas. Led by Hawkeye, a soldier enters a fort trying to communicate with General Webb, who stated that any man threatened by an enemy can leave to protect their home. This infuriates Monroe as he did not accept any agreement. He then sentences Hawkeye to hang for rebelling against authority. Monroe is then informed that Webb cannot send more reinforcements and is forced to surrender to the French. The Hurons ambush Monroe and his soldiers as they attempt to leave the fort. During the attack, Magua tells Monroe that he will personally kill his daughters before ripping his heart out. The Mohicans are able to save Hayward and Monroe's daughters for a short time. They hide behind a waterfall but are found. Forced to leave them behind, the Mohicans jump off the waterfall. Hawkeye promises Cora he will find her again. Magua takes the remaining prisoners back to the Huron fort. For their actions, Hayward is to be sent back to the British, while Alice now belongs to Magua, and Cora is to be burned alive. Hawkeye then arrives to the fort alone and asks to take Cora's place in the burning. He is then told to leave for his act of bravery, as Hayward decides to take Cora's place instead. As Hayward is burned alive, Hawkeye Mercy kills him and escapes with Cora. The other Mohicans arrive to save Alice. However, Uncas is killed by Magua during the battle. Devastated by his death, Alice commits suicide by jumping off a cliff. As the battle continues, Hawkeye holds the remaining Hurons at gunpoint, allowing Chingachuk and Magua to have one final battle. The film ends with Chingachuk killing Magua and avenging Uncas's death as he declares himself the last of the Mohicans. You know something, brother? You may not know this, but... Or you might have, like in previous episodes, but Sir Daniel Day-Lewis is my favorite actor of all time. Yeah, I think I've kind of gathered that much so far. Well, I'm curious, though, but who's your favorite? I don't think I've ever asked you. My favorite actor of all time? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. 
Um, I don't think I could narrow it down uh-huh. to just one person. Um, yeah, nothing's jumping. Like nobody, like uh, like you get gun to your head. You're like, oh fuck, someone has to like come up and shit like that. Like gun to my head. Uh, Tom Cruise. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, was like, I was just kidding. No. Uh, God. Chet yeah. Tom Cruise, dude. Maybe Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. That's cool, man. That'd fuck, be solid. Can, yeah. Yeah. No wonder we've we've done films with him like three times already. Mm-hmm. And shit like that. But yeah, bro. Sir Daniel D. Lewis, my favorite actor of all time. Everything I've ever seen him in. Oh. Almost everything. There is a movie I'll probably bring up later in the movie that his performance was fantastic, but the movie was not that good. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll get into that a little later. But Sir Daniel Day-Lewis, it's about damn time that he enters our podcast universe. And I cannot wait to get started. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 55. 55. Of Beer in a Movie with the We Side Boys. We're your hosts. Fantastic as always. I'm Taking the Dominator. And I'm Danny. This is your pick, brother. Yep. The Last of the Mohicans. Is there a reason you wanted to choose this one? Anything in particular? Just you love the movie or anything like that? Yeah, I love this movie. I saw it a long time ago. So it's been one of those movies that's been with me for a better part of my life. Um, when I first saw it, I was blown away. And even to this day, mm-hmm. I'm still blown away. I, I, um, at least If I don't watch the movie every year, at least two or three times a year, I always mm. uh, go on YouTube and load up uh, The Promontory. I forgot, that's the name of that the song and it, uh-huh. and there's like a youtube video that plays like the last 15 minutes of this movie and dude it all it still gives me chills man awesome awesome can't wait to get into it brother i know you can too get into the plot characters all that good shit but discussion of this movie does not start without opening up some beer so brother let me know what we're drinking tonight tonight we are drinking hecho in mexico <laughs> indio it is a uh, Mexican cerveza. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let me, if I can butt in here real quick, brother. Yeah, yeah, go. So anybody out there, right? Yes. The last of Mohicans are Native American. Indio means Indian in Spanish, right? This was my idea, right? So I don't want any messages, people pointing shit at Danny, saying like, hey, man, what the fuck is this all about? Yeah. No, it, it's me, all right? Mm. So point those, uh, send those messages to my way if you're offended. If you do, fuck off. <laughs> all right, let me get a sip right here. <laughs> Cheers. Bottoms up, brother. Cheers. Danny had a different beer in mind. Yeah. But I thought this would be, it'd be perfect for this just because the name of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I've had this many, many times, man. Mm-hmm. Where my grandma lives in Ensenada, dude, across the street. Oh, how perfect is this, dude? Like across the street. If we run out of the beer and we get the beer munchies, we can walk across the street to the <laughs> taco stand. Yeah. And then we can walk the other side of the street to a market. And mm-hmm. they have this one. You can get this shit. Two 12-packs for $20, dude. Damn. You know, I've, I've never seen this beer. Really? Yeah, I've never seen it. So this is the first time I'm, it's touching my lips. Hmm. I'm going to spit my brew up, brother. Really? Yeah. First time. Fuck, dude. I've had gallons of this shit in my life, bro. I've never seen it. I, I guess I could say I don't find myself too often in the uh, yeah. uh, Mexican grocery stores. What, is it, what like is it called? Uh, how do you say market in Spanish? Mercado. Yeah, supermercado, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah brother. Get, uh, since this is new to you, brother, uh, drink a couple swigs, dude, mm-hmm. and ponder off a ranking while I give out the shout of the week. Got story time with Tiki coming up right here. Bottoms up. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And the shout out of the week, man, goes to my good brother of over 20 years, fucking Eric Anderson. Mm. Eric, bottoms up, brother. Thank you for giving me permission to tell this story. Well, it's not too bad, actually. It's not bad at all. It's just... uh. So for those of you out there, right, uh, I used to have really, really long hair. 
like really long, like longer than Hawkeye's in this movie, man. Yeah. Like it was like my hair used to be like down in my ass, right? It was super long. And uh, Eric's sister uh, thought I was Native American. So I remember this one time, uh, this was probably the week we graduated where uh, she came out and I have my yearbook and everything with me because, you know, you, like, everybody signs yearbooks and shit. Mm, yeah. You know? uh-huh. And I remember she comes up to me. She's like, Tiki. I go, yes. She's like, Tiki's your name? Your real name? I go, I go, yeah. Even though it's not. Right? I, just, <laughs> I just went along with it. Yeah. So she's like, also, you're Native American. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, well, what's your last name? And dude, I couldn't think of anything like in a like a in a split second, dude. I was just like running water. <laughs> look it up in the yearbook, Tiki Running Water. That's my name. She's like, your name's Tiki Running Water. I go, yeah, yeah. Look it up. And I have my yearbook in my hand. I was like, oh, let me see. And I was like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I graduated, dude. Like two days later, uh-huh. and, she, and then they call my name, Annie Terraza. And I'm, I'm doing the horns, and I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, and she comes up to me. He's like, your name's Manny? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not Native American. I'm Mexican, dude. Come on. Like, I don't know. It was fucking funny, dude. Yeah, it was something one. that like Eric fucking always cracks the fuck up at, man. <laughs> so, Eric, <laughs> much love to you, brother. Bottoms up. Cheers. Bottoms up to Michelle as well, man. All right. She was really cool. I remember, bro, she used to she used to work at Jack in the Box and she'd hook it up fat as fuck, bro. Nice. Like, you remember, like, uh, the potato wedges they had? Like, the cheese and bacon ones? Yeah, I think so. All right, so I, I would order one, but she would stuff two of them. <laughs> like, and they'd be fucking sticking out all crazy, dude. It'd be like when you take a Hot Pocket out of the fucking oven, the, uh-huh. cheese, the cheese is, like, oozing from the side and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It was just like that, <laughs> dude. Mm. But hey, bro, I got, actually, I got one more story right here. Since Go we're going it. with yeah. the... Native American theme here. Dude. <laughs> All right, dude. So, shout out to my good brother over 20 years, Quantastico Martinez, man. I'm not even going to tag him on the Instagram post. I just want him to be like, whoa, what the fuck? He's going to listen. He's like, what the fuck? I'm getting a shout out? Yeah, brother. So, what happened was in, uh, I think it was like 10th grade. Yeah. Like, I had a World Cultures book, mm. right? And the pages were like sticky as shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> right? It was probably the person before me the year before yeah and the part of the pages that were stuck on was on the remember the lesson on tecumseh <laughs> uh, the native american tecumseh uh i may have learned that but that's lost to the <laughs> the years oh yeah it's okay so he's like looking at me taking these pages apart and you're sticky shit and then he was like oh on tecumseh huh he's like maybe he should be called tecumstains <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when I tell you I had a raging fat attack, dude. Oh fuck, dude. So I'm still trying to take these fucking like pages apart, dude. I was like, damn, did someone jack off to the Constitution or what the fuck, dude? But yeah, shout out to my good brother Quantasco Martinez. I love you, brother. Cheers. Bottoms up. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Let's get a ranking on this beer, man. Let's do it. It's uh, it was my beer pick, but uh, it's your movie pick. So why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, this is pretty good. I've never had it before, as I said. Um, it kind of reminds me of Estrella Galicia. Is mm, that right? The the Spain the Spain one. Yeah, it's got like that like that fresh apple taste that I'm getting on it. Um, uh-huh. it's very light, very crisp, very refreshing. I could see myself uh adding this to the rotation when <laughs> I want a Mexican beer that's yeah. not Pacifico or Modelo. You know, yeah. um, this would be a nice uh, switch up. It's pretty solid. I'm gonna give this one a four out of five. Fuck yeah, brother! Mm-hmm. I can respect that wholeheartedly. Uh, it is a 4.1% beer, so this is actually lighter than a Bud Light. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, this is actually like a beer that I could just drink and drink and drink. I won't get fucked up, but I do get the freshness out of it. Mm. This is a solid fucking beer, brother. Give me a four as well out of five, man. Nice. This is fucking nice. Yeah, I love this beer, man. Mm. Had it many, many times. Uh, if Usually, I bring beer to Ensenada when I go over there. Yeah. When we run out, um, I go across the street, and I usually get this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Surprised I've never seen it. Yeah, brother. It's because it's always Modelo and yeah. Pacifico and mm-hmm. Victoria and all that other one. And yeah. this one's kind of pushed to the back, only like in a six-pack and shit like that. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. But all right, brother. So let me let me tell you about my introduction to uh, The Last of the Mohicans. So um, I've said it many times in this podcast before, but I have 10 years of experience working with the handicap. So there is a certain... Sir Daniel Day-Lewis movie, which I'm pretty sure you know which one I'm talking about, brother, that I'll yes. bring up later into the movie, mm-hmm. that I saw, man, and I was fucking blown away by Daniel Day-Lewis, man. I thought, this guy is an incredible actor. I'm going to check out anything else I can on this dude, right? Mm-hmm. And then I stumbled upon The Last of the Mohicans, man, and I thought it was fucking great because, like, for for me... um, Films about like the war and stuff like that, kind uh-huh. of like like historical periods, I yeah, should yeah. say rather, yeah. uh, to me don't really get me too much. Mm. However, I saw this one, I was like, dude, this is this is good stuff right here. Yeah, like big big fan of it. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's my introduction to this film. Um, my introduction for this is I don't remember if I saw it when I was really younger. I may have, but what I first remember seeing this movie is back in the I think seventh or eighth grade. I forget. Uh, my teacher, Miss Rollins, I'm forgetting her. For, I want to say it's Roxanne Rollins was her huh. name. Uh, I could be wrong on that because it's been so long. Um, but we were learning about, you know, the American- Tecum stains? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were learning about like uh, this whole time period. I, I think the whole year spanned all the way from like the Revolutionary War to like Civil War to like uh, the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, when we were kind of like getting into the Revolutionary War time period and stuff, um, she showed us this movie. She showed us a lot of movies, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. And I just remember that she was like, she was uh, like lusting after Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> like the way she said it. I felt like uh, you remember in Billy Madison mm-hmm. when the lady's like, I like you know, makes the slappy. I wanted to be like, all right, lady, you're freaking us out. But uh, stop it, lady, you're scaring us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but she was cool like that. And I remember watching this movie uh, since our time period or the the class period wasn't that long. We watched it like two days. Uh, and I remember after the first part, I like was excited to come back the next day. Like, oh, oh, I want to finish that movie, you know? Oh, cool. So we finished watching it. And then I was like, that's a fucking, this movie's rad. Yeah. And uh, ever since I've, I've loved this movie. Fuck yeah, brother. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Yeah. But yeah, so let's get into the premise of this film, man. And it, it is that a frontiersman who is Hawkeye, who is an adopted white man, mm-hmm. right? He is attempting to save two daughters uh, to return safely to the arms of a general or a colonel during the French and Indian War. So now let's get into the characters right here. I already mentioned Hawkeye, played by Sir Daniel Day-Lewis. All right. He has his adopted, or he is the adopted one, and his brother is Uncast, mm-hmm. played by Eric Schweig. I, I, I got to say this, but I have never really seen anybody else in this film besides Daniel Day-Lewis mm-hmm. uh, and West Study that we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. Have you? Have you seen anybody? Uh, Uncas, I've seen. You said what's really? his name? Eric Schweig. Uh, I believe I saw him in uh, another war movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, we'll get to it later, I guess. Okay, cool. Because mm-hmm. like 
I do like West Study, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. He's typecast a lot in the movies that I've seen him in mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I kind, it kind of like uh, everything I've seen in West Study was like, besides a certain movie that I'll get into later, mm -hmm. is like just war stuff. Yeah, you know, mm. yeah, or Native American stuff. Uh, Hawkeye and Uncas's father is Chingachgook, played by Russell Means. Gentleman has since passed away. Mm. I read not too long ago. Mm. All right. So, and then Hawkeye is tasked to bring back two daughters. They are Cora, played by a lovely lady named Madeline Madeline Stowe. Lovely lady, bro. Mm -hmm. And I saw a picture of her like recently. She still looks amazing. Yeah, she, I've always was a fan of hers. Yeah, I've again, I've never seen her in anything. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff, but it 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 escapes me right now. Mm -hmm. And then she has a sister named Alice, played by Jodie May. All right. Then we have another person it is a uh, British soldier named Duncan Hayward, played by Stephen Waddington. Dude, he looks so familiar. Mm -hmm. But when I I looked at his like filmography, nothing I had ever seen him in anything. I think I've seen him in like one other thing, possibly. But um, but yeah, I, I, he's most notable for this role, I think. Yeah, he's got a familiar looking face, man. But I, nah, mm -hmm. nothing I ever saw him in, so can't say. Then we have Magua. Who is basically like the bad guy, the the villain in this movie, mm -hmm. played by the before mentioned West Study, right? West Study, man. He is always typecast. I just said this, like he's typecast. Like I always see him like in either Native American stuff or uh -huh. like you know. Did you by chance, bro, see the the new Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Oh, uh, what is it called? The Flowers of the. Killing Moon, moon right? Killers of the Flower Moon or something like that? Yeah, I have it queued up, but I know I haven't watched okay. it. <laughs> I know you have it queued up because I checked it out, right? Okay. And then I pressed play. Right before I pressed play, I said, holy shit, this is a three-hour, 47-minute movie? Oh, man. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to check this out in pieces, dude. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I didn't get to I didn't even get half of it, dude. Damn. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I got to check it. Yeah, I have to. And the last character I'm going to get to is... Uh, Cora and Alice's father, uh, Colonel Monroe, played by Maurice Reeves. Hmm. And Colonel Monroe. So it's only mandatory for me that I give a shout out to my dear friend, Danielle Seelor, a.k.a. Turt Ferguson. Much love to you and Jacob. I got a little uh, message for Jacob. So, little bit of homie, keep baseballing, okay? Uh, don't be discouraged if you don't get a base hit. Tony Gwynn didn't get a base hit every single time. Michael Jordan didn't make every single shot. Mm -hmm. Brett the Hitman Hart didn't win every single match at WrestleMania. It's okay. <laughs> it happens, all right? Yeah. It's all a, it's all a, it's all in the mind. Keep doing it, little dude. Keep going. All right, bottoms up. Cheers. Mm-hmm. So those are the characters, brother. And what do you say? Let's get into this fantastic film that is The Last of the Mohicans. Bottoms up, brother. Cheers. Mm-hmm. All right, so the film begins in the year 1757. It is the third year of the French and Indian War. And right away, man, we see Hawkeye, Uncas, and Chingashku just running. Mm. It's like a good two minutes of them just running, yeah. running, running, and running. And they're running just so that they hunt and kill a deer. Mm -hmm. Or is it a deer? Mm -hmm. Is it? Okay. Okay. I know we just started, dude. We're not even two minutes in. But yeah. it's like, like, if you're hunting, shouldn't you be stealth? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> They're fucking, it was like a good two minutes of them fucking running, 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 running. And then they kill a fucking deer. It's like, you need to be stealth, no? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're right. <laughs> and then, but I mean, the, the point is that they, they, they're badass at shooting, right? Yeah. Or at least Hawkeye I, is. I mean, it does kind of make sense, right? Because uh, learning about the Native Americans, 
they used to chase down the buffalo and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that, you know, that translates the same to deer because deer are e- easily skittish. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe I don't, I don't know the, the hunting habits. Let's just say that it's, this was like a good introduction to show that Hawkeye is badass at using his rifle. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. Yes. But it, it made me laugh when I rewatched it, like for the first time in 10 years. I go, fuck, dude. You need to be quieter, not nah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we after the the hunting of this deer, uh, they go to this like uh, like a cabin, right? And it is the introduction of some side characters. This is Jack and John. So, dude, I saw Jack, and I go, "This fuck, I've seen this fucker before, dude." Uh-huh. And then, I, sure enough, dude, I looked him up. He was Mister Belding's brother in Say by the Bell. Hmm. He was just he was just in one episode. Damn. Do you remember, dude, when uh, it, it was like uh, like Zach and like everybody, they're going like on a field trip mm. and Mr. Belding's brother is taking them and then they find out that he smokes weed uh, and then they're like, oh, we don't want to deal with you. That sounds familiar, but I don't know, man. Yeah, dude, I, I know I, I, when I saw him, I go, fuck, okay, that's Mr. Belding's brother. Anyway, sorry about that. Back to the task at hand. Mm. Um, so the thing is like um, th- these are side characters, but they wanted to make it to a point that uh, these are like friends. Yeah. Of the Mohicans, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you do see a, a woman. I don't know if it's Jack or if it's John's wife, because you also see children around mm-hmm. there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know of any relation to this brother? I might have missed it. Do you know? She's the wife, yeah. She, well, of who is it? Jack or John? Like, do you know? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming uh, it's Jack because Jack actually has more like talking and he has lines in this shit. Yeah, it's the one that that isn't later on. I because I'm, I'm getting it mixed up now. The one that dies with them. Because he he dies. They Spoiler alert! Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> no, you're good, brother. Yeah. It's your pick. Yeah. <laughs> you can discuss however the funk you want, brother. <laughs> but so this was basically just to like introduce them that they're allies of them. Uh-huh. Okay, that, that's pretty much it. Because we're gonna get into them a little bit more right now. No. Uh, we then get to a meeting uh, with the British uh, and Hawkeye, uh, the Mohicans, I should say. Mm-hmm. Right where they do come along and they say that the French are the enemy and they also bring up the Mohawks regularly the Mohawks are a Native American uh, group of people that are allies with the British mm-hmm. more on that a little later um, the thing is that they need to go to General Webb who's all the way in Albany mm-hmm. they need to go and uh, talk with him and shit like that so they go to Albany and this is the introduction to Hayward you see Hayward he is arriving like on a wagon, and you see that he has a keychain with a picture of Cora. We haven't met Cora yet. Mm-hmm. We're about to, but this is like poor guy, dude. It's like he's he's infatuated with a woman already. So we know that clearly as the, we get the introduction of this guy. Yeah, he sprung on her and mm-hmm. shit like that. Uh, but yes, Jack, aka Mister Belding's brother, is talking with General Webb, and he pretty much accepts his alliance to join. Uh, the British in this war that they are doing with the French uh-huh. and shit like that. Uh, wh- I'll mention a little bit later, but like the Mohicans, they like they're like because there's not any. It's just it's just three of them. Yes, just Hawkeye, Uncas, Chingaku. That's it. These are like the remaining Mohicans that there are. Uh-huh. More on that a little later. Um, but when Hayward uh, is there to talk with General Webb, he is tasked and he says, "All right, I am here to take Colonel Monroe's daughters, Cora and Alice." And to help them get to their fort safely. Yeah. And General Webb says, cool, that's that's awesome. And I'm going to get you some help. So right here, this is the introduction to Magua, who says that he is of the Mohawk mm-hmm. family, yeah. or of the group, right? Yep. And he's going to help them get to the fort. 
So then we get to Hayward, and then the introduction of Cora, where Hayward asks for her hand in marriage. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't exact, she, she like ponders it right away. Mm-hmm. So you know that's not good. Yeah, you can tell he's like immediately in the friend zone pretty mm-hmm, much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's even worse when he says, well, why don't you just consider it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, come on, dog. Yeah. Come on. That's where you just got to walk away and live to fight another day. You yeah. know? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, brother. I mean, to, to fucking Hayward. Okay, I know. We're not quite there yet as far as like characterization of Hayward and shit. Mm-hmm. But because he turns out to be a piece of shit, but I I have different opinions. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm glad you do. Yeah, because I, I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Magua he leads the British, uh, as well as Monroe's uh, daughters, to the fort. And then while this is going on, you see the Mohicans, Hawkeye, Kinkashkuk, Uncas. They're like surveying the area, right, bro? Yeah. They notice that there's like there's been some fire. That's been made like the like just the embers, right? Mm-hmm. They see that there's been like rocks. They've been kind of messed with. They've been yeah. stepped on a little bit. So indicating that something, somebody has been around this area. Mm-hmm. And on cue, you see Magua and he fucking leads him to a trap, bro. And he fucking takes his like axe. Or what is that? Is there a certain name for this fucking like weapon that he has, bro? Tomahawk maybe? Like a to- Thank you, brother. A tomahawk, man. Mm-hmm. And he just starts fucking up all these British people. Mm-hmm. So this is a reveal. That Magua is not of the Mohawk people. He is of the Huron people. Yeah. And these are the allies of the French. Mm-hmm. So this is a total fuck. Dude, this fight scene was fucking dope, bro. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. There's, I, I can't, like, explain everything in complete detail. Uh-huh. How fucking dope. But let me bring up some remo- some noteworthy things here, man. Okay. Is that there is a fucking brutal scalping oh, yeah. part in this, man. That for it being, like, early 90s when uh-huh. this came out. I thought the makeup and just like the the way it was done and executed was fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looked brutal as shit. Yeah, and Loved you know, it. you know, I will say something too. Uh, the beginning of the scene when the soldiers are all marching, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know if I noticed this before, but I noticed it this time for sure. The guy that's leading the the march, like in mm-hmm. the front of the line, yeah, I was like, that looks like Cole Meany. And yeah, if, if you did, you ever look at a picture of him? I know who that is. Uh, he's in a Law Abiding Citizen. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, I know him. he was in a, a bunch of stuff, but um, I was like, damn, that looks like him. And then it fucking actually was. He's, he's in the movie. Yeah, he's even like in the credits. No he, fucking way, dog. Yeah, yeah, he's in the credits, at, but he doesn't have a speaking role as far. He's just like uh, Major Ambrose, I think is his character uh-huh. name. So we never hear anything from him. But I'm like, damn, that sucks because I I like I like that actor. He's I never fucking noticed that, bro. Yeah, I like pause it and I was like, oh shit, that's him. Uh, yeah, I gotta go back and check. I, good, good, good eye, brother. Fuck, I didn't even notice that, dude. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he had some uh, speaking lines and they were cut or something. But, anyways, yeah, back into this fight scene. It's pretty brutal, man. They, yeah. uh, Magua leads them into an ambush. Uh, they get fucked up pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Duncan is pretty much fucked almost, right? Like, yeah. he's, he's trying to defend the women. And then on cue, in comes Hawkeye and yeah. Uncas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mohicans arrive, man. It's good shit right here. Uh, I think they did a fucking great job making Chingachgook. Mm-hmm. Remember the father, right? Yep. So, like, let, let's say that uh, Hawkeye and Uncas, let's say, just to be generous, they're, like, in their early 30s. Yeah. Late 20s, early 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's assume Chingachgook is, like, 50s, 60s, man. Mm-hmm. He's running, running for, like, step for step with these guys, dude. Yeah. And they made him, they established him as such a fucking, ba- like, he's an older gentleman. 
but he he is a fucking badass, bro. Mm-hmm. I like that about that man. Yeah. So there are scenes that like there's later in the movie where it's like, oh, that's not believable, man. He's fucking old. No, <laughs> watch the beginning of the movie, stupid. Yeah. And then maybe you'd fucking like believe it for yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Thought they did a wonderful job uh, establishing Jingachkuk as a as an older badass, in mm-hmm. my opinion, man. Yeah. Uh, during this fight scene, man. When the Mohicans arrive, dude, they pretty much fuck up all of the, the Hurons, man. Yeah. Um, Amagua is able to escape. Mm-hmm. He does a whole fucking, uh, like, vanishing thing when yeah. he shoots his gun in the whole smoke and everything like yeah. that. Uh, oh, here, here's a cool scene right here, bro, is that when... Okay, this is where I think Hayward's a piece of shit. Okay. Okay? Is that for whatever it is, man, the Mohicans didn't have to come and help these people, but yeah. they did. And then he points his fucking gun at Uncas. Mm-hmm. To where Hawkeye fucking being the badass that he is, he like puts his hand on the rifle and he put and he lowers it and he yeah. says, "In case your aim is better than your judgment." Well, this Fuck, is so good right there. What this, a line! This is right when Duncan was still surprised. Right, all his men just got murdered, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's confused. He's trying to protect the women, and when he's aiming at, was it Uncas or was it the father? I can't. I pro- thought it was Uncas, bro. I don't, it was, it was either Uncas or his father, mm-hmm. but he's aiming off into the bushes and whoever it was, whether it was Uncas or his father, they were, they were chasing down and fighting with one of the Huron. So I think Duggan was just trying to, like, he was just confused. I don't think he was like deliberately trying to kill the Mohicans Yeah, because he did recognize that they were helping him because mm-hmm. they taught like once, once it clears up after he tells them like, in case your judgment is or ah, gotcha, is, but, brother. Then, like, he doesn't, he's not trying to kill them still. Ah, no wonder, because in the next scene, man, they do have a little bit of an argument right here. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Hawkeye and Hayward, because Hayward asks him, he's like, okay, so you're with us, and you're our allies. Yeah. You're part of the militia, right? And he's, mm-hmm. and, and Hawkeye says, no, not part of no fucking militia, basically. Mm-hmm. He says, this is your fucking guys' war. Yeah. The Mohicans, us, us three right here, we're, we do our own shit. We're basically in our backyard, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, before I get to that, brother, I just got to say, dude, the setting in this is fucking gorgeous, brother. Yeah. And I did my research. They they set, um, they filmed this scene or the majority of this film in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I got to go fucking to North Carolina to find this place, bro. Mm-hmm. The waterfalls, gorgeous, bro. Yeah. I just love the whole setting in this, how natural it looks and everything, man. Yeah. Good shit right here, man. Mm-hmm. Um. Anything uh, to say about that, brother, between the first argument between Hawkeye and Hayward to bring, like, the first tension between them? Yeah, so uh, Duncan, he's your typical British officer. He's bound by honor and duty. He's uh, loyal to the crown. And yeah. at this time, um, this is, you know, the what did you say, the French? Yeah, uh, yes, I'm sorry. French-Indian um, War. There you go. And um, uh, this isn't quite the Revolutionary War, but it's, like, the pre- it's precursor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is still when the British assume that, you know, all the colonists were loyal to England, right? And the militia men were pretty much, their, they're like citizen army, but they're supposed to be loyal to the crown. Yeah. So that, he's going to that and he sees Hawkeye, he sees that Hawkeye's white. He's not yeah. um, an Indian, right? Yes. Or Native American, excuse me. So he assumes that he must be a colonist or in part of the militia, because if you were, back then, if you were a, a man above 18, you were the militia. Yeah. So that's why he's like, you're one of our scouts, so you have to help us, right? Uh-huh. And then that's when Hawkeye's like, I'm not one of you, you know? And then, Yeah. So they kind of have conflicting ideals here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as they argue about this, man, they then go back to Jack's cabin, mm-hmm. right? And this is where you see that 
uh, the woman, right? The wife, either yeah. whether it's Jack or if it's Johnny's wife. It's got to be Johnny. It's John's wife, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say she's murdered, right? Mm-hmm. The the whole the whole cabin is destroyed. It's burnt down. So you tell me your idea, because what I got off of this, brother, is that when Magua escaped, maybe he did this shit, or maybe the remaining Hurons did this shit. Yeah, it was definitely the Hurons, because they even definitely. say it was a, a war party. Yeah, um, that came in, and they pretty much just ransacked and killed um, the woman. I forget her name, right? Did they yeah. ever say her name? Uh, they did. But it just it, yeah. it, it escapes my mind. They killed, she was such a minor character. They killed it, her. You know? They killed John. And they killed the kids. The children. But luckily, you don't see the children, man. Mm, That's yeah. what I appreciated about this scene is that you don't see the kids uh-huh. uh, dead. But you do, you do hear Cora say, there are women and children dead here. Mm-hmm. Right? And she gets upset about this because the Mohicans, they say, okay, we're we're going to leave the family right here. Yeah. And she says, no, they need a proper burial. Yep. We end up later finding out when they have a later discussion why they do this. It's very, very clever that they did this as fucked up as it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was under the impression, brother, that when Magua escaped, uh-huh. that he fucking found this little cabin and fucked them all up um, as, as like retribution for this. I don't think so. I think the Huron were having war parties that did mm-hmm. this because this happens pretty much. They stumble across this almost after the ambush and Magua was part of the ambush. Um, unless maybe Magua and his team, they... No, I guess it couldn't have been Mago because he was pretending to be um, the Mohawk, right? The Mohawk. But, but maybe the, his uh, ambush team, right? The uh-huh. Maybe they, prior to ambushing the British, they were the ones ransacking this cabin. Right, right. And then we're going to transition to the nighttime scene, bro. Fuck, dude. Visually stunning fucking thing right here. But I got to say, bro, this part fucking like kind of pissed me off. Cora yeah. in particular. Mm-hmm. And this is why. It's because this is a fucking intense scene they are hiding from the french and from the huron mm-hmm. the huron then fucking show up in the night they're lurking in the grass and they fucking it is so serious that they equip Cora with a gun yeah right and then luckily the fucking huron and the french they say fuck this we're backing out <laughs> yeah. right so the reason i'm like kind of pissed off about this is that there is a time and a place for questions and shit like that, right? <laughs> yeah, and I get what they're doing here because uh-huh. for dramatics and so that Hawkeye and Korra can get established their relationship, right? Uh-huh. Because you see them stargazing after this shit. Mm-hmm. But what is up with all the fucking questions, right? That they ask that he's asked that she is asking Hawkeye about this shit, right? Because fuck, you are. This is such a uh, intense scenario uh-huh. that you, a woman, are equipped with a gun. Mm-hmm. So alertness needs to be 100%. This isn't time to be asking questions about your personal life and shit like that, man. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I get that. Yeah, it's just there to kind of establish. Um, I think she, you could kind of already tell there's some tension between them mm-hmm. um, when they first meet, especially like when he tells her off, she gets all like flustered. Yes. But like, you could tell there's something going on already. And then in this scene, you know, after the French and um, Huron. Huron, yeah, after they leave, that's when they, they still continue to talk. And then mm-hmm. she, she tries to, like, apologize. Yes. And say, like, I'm sorry. I understand why you did what you did. But then he was just, he was still kind of being an asshole. He's like, he's like, my grandfather told me, you know, don't trust these crazy people because mm-hmm. they don't make sense, you know. Mm-hmm. So among the questions was, why didn't you bury them? Mm-hmm. Like, again, right? Yeah. We're going back to the cabin right there. Yeah. And he said, if we had buried them, the enemies would have known that we were around the area mm-hmm. as fucked up as it sounds it is a smart thing to do yeah right 
So that's why they didn't bury uh, John, the wife, the kids, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, he also, when they start establishing a relationship and they start stargazing and everything like that, they form a bond. And that's when like, he, has, he ends up saying that Chingachgook pretty much adopted Hawkeye when he was one or two years old. Mm-hmm. He was so young that he doesn't even remember like his real parents yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. And then once that scene kind of ends, off to the distance, they continue to walk. And they see from a distance that the French and the British are in the fucking middle of a war zone, basically. Bro. Yeah, the fort. Uh, the, the bro, fort. yes, the fort, bro. I gotta say, the set pieces here were fucking great, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, credit to whomever built this, man, because in the early '90s, man, how fucking everything, how superb it looks, man. Yeah. Excellent detail, bro. From the cannons mm-hmm. to the wheels that the cannons are on, yep. the torches, the uniforms, pyro, the rope boats, you name it. This looks fucking fantastic bro. yeah and i would say like from the late 80s to like the early 2000s you had a, a pretty good span of like these giant war set pieces from all these yeah. like period movies like from the patriot mm-hmm. um to gettysburg um and all these ones so it was done really well here too mm-hmm. glory is another one if anybody's ever seen that one denzel <laughs> yeah with, with a tear yeah, fuck, dude. You mentioned uh uh gettysburg dude uh-huh. i just think it's funny that fucking good old harry dunn yeah. Fuck, mm-hmm. dude. Yep. Jeff Daniels is in that movie, yep. man. Fuck that mustache, dude. <laughs> they really made him look like Robert E. Lee. Yeah. But yeah, man. So in this fucking war zone, right? It looks dangerous as fuck, right? But I just thought it was kind of like a little funny how mm. like the Mohicans with Hayward and the girls, and the gr- yeah. they just fucking run across. They say, fuck it. Yeah. We're going here because we're going to lead these women to their father, Monroe. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's exactly what they do. Right. And this is the introduction to Monroe. And he, when he meets with the with his daughters again, they're finally reunited. He says, "Hey, why didn't you get my? Why didn't I get any letters back? I sent two letters." Mm-hmm. And they said, "What fucking letters? We never received them." Yeah, perhaps Magua, right? Because um, he, he had uh, uh, disguised himself as a Mohawk, right? Maybe he took them, and that's how he got information to make the ambush. So what happened here is that the fort is under siege, right? Yeah, and they've been battling for quite some time. Uh, and generally back then, I mean, obviously there's no radios, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what they did is they had runners. So usually, especially in this one, it's hard to get a, a runner if you're on a fort, like pretty yeah. much surrounded. Um, so you send like maybe two or three at different times or like at the same time, but go different ways. But pretty much uh, he's like, I sent two runners. They got they got murdered. Mm. Um, so that's what they do. Uh, the runners were caught. They were killed. They never got the message. That's why. Duncan still brought them to this fort because nobody knows that it's under siege. You say it's Duncan. I say the Mohicans did, man. Oh, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Duncan was the one who was officially tasked yes. to bring them over. And yes. the, the Mohicans, they they led them through safety. Yeah. yeah. Exactly to this point right here. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Monroe actually thanks the Mohicans. Yeah. He even goes on to say, we're indebted to you. Mm-hmm. Fucking lying sack of shit. A little more on that later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hawkeye, and then this is how we get like the first like friction between Hawkeye and Monroe because Hawkeye brings up the cabin mm-hmm. and how it, uh, everyone there got murdered and shit yep. to where Monroe says, so? Yeah. Like, you piece of shit. It's like, he just brought your daughters to you, fucker, mm-hmm. when it was tasked to Hayward. You just said we're indebted to you and you just brush off whatever happened to these like allies of them, dude. Yeah, but you got to also remember too that uh, he is a British colonel. He is in charge of this fort. They're in dire straits right now. Mm-hmm. They've been trying. They need reinforcements badly. They need every man to to 
man their rifle, right? Yeah. And earlier when the was it um Jack was talking to Webb and he said, We'll we'll join you, mm-hmm. but we need to promise us that if our settlements get attacked, we can go. Yeah. And you gotta remember that there was no communication with the fort, so Webb never received it right yeah webb never sent it out and monroe never received it so he's like i don't know i never agreed to that shit that's right because mm-hmm. Monroe, uh excuse me webb did say that if anybody feels threatened you're allowed to leave yeah to shit. go to go to, protect their family yeah. yeah to where monroe said fuck no this is this is not a thing i ever agreed to yeah exactly because he never heard about it right right and then in Haw- the letter hawkeye's telling them well you know your settlements are getting attacked uh this family got murdered and then everybody's like hey you know, we need to go protect our families because there's nobody else going to protect them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So that nice amount of friction right there, man, just mm-hmm. to set some shit up right there. Yeah. All right. Next scene right here, we get to Magua. He is with the Frenchman. And the Frenchman asks um, Magua, he goes, why do you hate gray hair so much? Gray hair meaning obviously Monroe because yep. he is the leader of, of the British. Mm-hmm. But Magua never answers him. Yeah. We kind of learn later on what Later happened. on we mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Yeah, but what he does say is that what he will do is that he's going to kill Greyhair's kids, mm-hmm. the daughters, so that they never, uh, the seed, right? It's over. So yeah. that the, the, the bloodline fucking ends. And he says he's going to eat his heart. <laughs> mm. More on that a little later, man. Yeah. Fuck. Next scene, though, we get to Hawkeye, how he's helping a soldier. Because let's remember, like, we want to get, they want to get, like, connection between uh, the fort with General Webb. Mm-hmm. So Hawkeye helps pretty much like being a sniper as one of the soldiers goes. Yeah. And like, come on, because the fucking Huron are right there lurking. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to shoot these fucking Hurons if they're there yeah. so that the soldiers can get across to go talk to communicate with General Webb. Yeah. So basically, this is a fucking game of capture the flag. bro. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Man, uh, we then get to an argument between Hawkeye and Monroe. Because he, uh, Hawkeye comes back to the, it's like, hey, fucker, like, we need to talk about this cabin thing, man. Yep. We need to. And he's like, well, this is what happened. We we, we stumbled upon it. Now, let's remember, Hayward was with them. Yep. When, when they encountered the fucking cabin. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, well, I don't believe you. I'm going to need more proof. And he says, well, fucking Hayward was right here with me. He'll yeah. tell you. Mm-hmm. And Hayward says, oh, I saw nothing. To where he fucking calls him a liar. Yeah. So here in the 1700s, bro. Mm-hmm. Being called a liar is like now, right, in this time, maybe being called a bitch. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, this, if anything, this part is where you can say that Duncan was a piece of shit mm-hmm. because he didn't back him up. But then again, Duncan, like I said, he is your typical British officer. He also understands the direness of their situation. If they send the militiamen away, that's less arms to defend the fort, right? Yeah. So Duncan also, too, he had just met these Mohicans. And he's he kind of just taking their word for it, right? Yeah. So it's necessarily not that he doesn't believe them. It's just that he doesn't really know them. So he doesn't want to stake his whole honor and, and career on, on what they're saying as well. Mm-hmm. And because of this shit, he calls it desertion. Mm-hmm. From like what, because like uh, after this, like, dude, if I'm one of the Mohicans, I say, fuck you guys and dude, I'm fucking out of here, dude. Yeah. You know, but he also calls it sedition. Yep. Because like sedition, it would be like if you're, influencing others to say, fuck this. Let's all get the fuck out of here to re- like rebel against the authority. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So in what part here did sedition happen? Hawkeye's saying, well, you know, there was an agreement. These guys' families are dying. They, I would leave. And all the people behind him, like the, what is it, Jack? Yeah, Jack. He's like, yeah, you know, 
And then he's saying, you're guilty of sedition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's he's inciting them to abandon the fort. Ah, gotcha, brother. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Uh, after this part, Cora then goes to Hayward, or excuse me, Hayward goes to Cora mm-hmm. and says, I need to tell you something. But then Cora says, no, I need to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. And pretty much declines his hand in marriage. Yep. Breaks his heart right there. Mm, right there, man. <laughs> Uh, because by this time now, Cora, you can kind of see she's starting to feel more with mm-hmm. Hawkeye for yeah. everything that Hawkeye has done for her. Yeah. And shit like and that. And that kind of plays into Duncan's uh, mm-hmm. distrust of Hawkeye as well, because oh, yeah. he, he kind of sees it in the next scene. Mm-hmm. He even mentions it, right? Yeah. Almost there, brother. Okay. Because the next scene is when Jack and his men are talking with Hawkeye uh, okay. about leaving mm-hmm. the fort. So what you just said right now, the sedition part makes yep. perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. To where says Jack says, all right, me and my men, we're going to fucking leave in an hour. Uh, and then he's like, Hawkeye's like, well, I'm going to stay. He's like, he's like, you're, Jack's like, you're going to stay? Mm-hmm. He's like, are you staying because of a certain nurse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I forgot to mention, Cora has been helping uh, ailing the wounded men. Yeah, and, and she, she, she like had that. mentioned before, too. She's like, I've seen war before. Like, when she sees the dead family, mm-hmm. she says, but I've never seen, like, women and children murdered. So she definitely is, like, a working nurse. Yeah. So she's helped out. Yeah. And then Hawkeye says, you're absolutely right, bro. Basically, he's like, yep, I'm staying because of Korra. Mm -hmm. And the next scene, Hawkeye goes to Korra and kisses her to establish that they are are one now. Mm -hmm. Right? But not... And then right after this, man, the British just take Hawkeye. Like, in the next scene, you see how fucking fast he got up? Yeah. Like, like Hawkeye was with his brothers, with all these men, right? Uh And they were sleeping. And they just storm in, dude. Mm-hmm. And fuck, dude. Like, not even, like, a second it took for Hawkeye to get out of his bed and be like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and they fucking take him. So Monroe tells Cora that. And oh, Hayward's right there, too, mm-hmm. right? Because this is the scene you're talking about, brother. Yep. Mm-hmm. He goes, because of the sedition, Hawkeye is to be hanged. Yep. Right? And then Cora starts fucking defending him. And he says, well, if he's guilty of sedition, then so am I. Yeah. And then Hayward goes, well, you're only defending him because you're infatuated with him. Mm-hmm. Mm, right there. So yeah. right now, you know that because I didn't get this fucking dime piece right here, and Hawkeye did, <laughs> fuck this piece of shit, right? Isn't it, basically? It, yeah. Stated? Yeah, pretty much. Like, he is kind of being petty at this point. But they are still bound by British law, and it's very honor, very yeah. adherence to military law, right? Yeah. And sedition is not something you can be like, all right, you kind of, you were kind of being seditious. But I'll just let it slide. It's yeah, like no, you, fuck no. You're like you're gonna be lined up and shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they put uh, Hawkeye behind bars and shit, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. To where like Cora goes up to him, right? Mm-hmm. And like the, the way like the pacing was, it was like all nice, and they're like embracing through like the the mm-hmm. bars and shit. And the first thing she says, they're gonna hang you. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you for telling me that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very encouraging words right there, Cora. But she's also like, saying, hit him with the truth. Then Fuck. she's also saying that the fort's gonna fall, right? Yeah, and that I'll come find you. And he's like, no, don't, don't come find me, because mm-hmm. I'll come find you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, bro. Because the very next scene, you see the fucking cannons. The mm-hmm. French cannons are destroying the British fort. Mm-hmm. And the very next morning, this is where Monroe meets with Marquis. What Marquis, what what Monroe is to the British is what Marquis is to the French, and you can also see the Huron with them, dude, mm-hmm, yeah. right? Because they, remember, they're they're fucking allies, right? Mm-hmm. So what Marquis tells uh, Monroe is that you need to surrender, because I have a letter here from General Webb saying that there are no way of giving you reinforcements. Yeah, and okay, because let me back up a little bit, okay? Um, I was a little bit like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. Because like, we Monroe just fucking told like Hawkeye. 
He goes, oh, yeah, I don't believe about this cabin thing because I need more proof. Uh-huh. And then right here, he gets a letter saying, like, it's from General Webb. Like, the French could have fucking just written this shit up and be like, oh, yeah, surrender. He well, could have been he could have been like, I need more proof. But then Hayward's like, oh, yeah, this is a signature. I go, no, fucker, I need more proof, too. Uh, yeah, no? I think back then they also had like seals, like a fit, like wax seals that you, it wasn't easy to forge. Okay. And also to see like what was intercepted, they, they weren't really as, uh, savvy about that. I mean, I guess they were, but, um, they probably wouldn't know Webb's signature that well. Mm-hmm. So he had reason to believe that this document was official. So what we learned from this point on is that the scout that they did send made it to Webb and then the scout that was coming back with a reply or the guy probably was the same guy yeah um they caught it have to be yeah they caught him and then that's the letter that was the reply yes so then because of this the demands are that you can return to england Mm -hmm. and everything will be fine right just you do not fight on this continent just Mm -hmm. fucking take off right yeah to where marquis then meets with magua later and excuse me oh fuck there's a burp of the week right there brother (laughs) right and he says Okay, well, now that England has surrendered, they are not my enemies anymore. Yeah. Tumo Magua says, fuck this, man. They are my enemies. Mm-hmm. And then we end up finding out that the reason Magua wants to fucking kill the British is because uh, his children were taken and killed yeah. by the Mohawk, mm-hmm. who are allies of the British. Yep. So now that makes perfect fucking sense. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of justified what Magua's doing, mm-hmm. as fucked up as it sounds, dude. Yeah. Right? So the British surrender. They're on their way. They're leaving their fort. And then the Huron fucking ambushed them, dude. Yep. What a beautiful fucking shot this was, bro. When you see that they're marching, mm-hmm. right? And then the you can hear the Huron fucking like uh, like yelling, right? Yeah. It's like a yelling. Mago starts the yelling. Mm-hmm. And then you see from the sides that they start fucking ambushing the British. This time they're, at, they're equipped with guns. Yep. Because they were never fucking equipped with guns. They had the tomahawks, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming they just took for the French. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, they would have access to it. They're allies of the French, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then ensues a fucking sick fight scene, bro. This battle scene was so dope, mm-hmm. right? Again, I cannot just do it justice with my words here, man. Go back and check this shit out. But I'll bring up the noteworthy stuff in this, man. Is that during this fucking battle, uh, Cora and her sister Alice were on horses, mm-hmm. right? And then they had to, like, get off, obviously, because they're like, holy shit, we're, like, in the middle of a battlefield. Yeah. Right? But then Cora gets her hands dirty, bro. She gets a gun and shoots one of the Huron, dude. Mm-hmm. Good shit right there. Like, Cora's not afraid to get her hands dirty, man. Yeah. She's fighting for her life. Mm-hmm. Good shit right there. Magua then shoots a horse that has fucking Colonel Monroe on it. Yeah. Monroe falls. He never gets back up because Magua goes up to him and he says, Monroe, before I kill you, I'm going to, I got to tell you that I will find your daughters and I'm going to fucking kill them myself. Yeah. He then grabs a blade. And he fucking cuts his heart open, man. Jesus and he holds man. it right in front of him, dude. Mm-hmm. That was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Am I fucked up, dude, that I kind of wanted him to fucking take a bite yeah, out of the heart? God. Yeah. yeah. Just because, just like, okay, <laughs> thank you, brother. Because, like, because this is what I would have done, brother. Mm-hmm. If I'm Michael Mann, the director, right? Yeah. I would have said, all right, all right, Magua, I want you to fucking get this heart and fucking take it out. Mm. You just admitted to the French, right? Uh-huh. That. Uh, you fucking hate these guys because they killed your children. Mm-hmm. You need to do some visceral shit. I mean, if ripping the heart isn't visceral enough, you take a bite of that motherfucker just to like fucking say, oh, I mean business, fucker. Yeah. Right? I, I just, a little nitpick on my part. I think <laughs> I would have fucking liked it a little more yeah, if he okay. did that. But yeah, it's just my uh, This was 1992. Thing. I don't know if eating hearts on camera was <laughs> uh, 
acceptable. Okay, how about like in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom? Like, didn't they? Oh uh, yeah. Didn't they do that? And yeah. then the guy went down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is not about Indiana Jones. This is about Last of the Mohicans, man. Yes. But yes, man. But that that scene, this was fucking dope, man. Mm-hmm. That was a great fucking scene, man. Uh, during the fucking battle, though, the Mohicans are able to take, or especially fucking Hawkeye. Yeah. He's able to. I like the whole slow motion shots while he's like trying to save uh, Korra and mm-hmm. Alice. Yep. Um. There are times where, like, they almost die mm-hmm. to where Hawkeye, because let's remember, he's not really part of the militia. Yeah. He's he's all about just saving Korra and Alice at this point. Mm-hmm. Right? He ends up taking them, and then they fucking go on a boat, and they escape on boat. Mm-hmm. Hayward also escapes in a different boat. Yeah. But Hayward being the piece of shit that I think he still <laughs> is, bro, while they're rowing and escaping on the boat, he says, I will have you hanged. Uh-huh. Yeah, what a piece of shit, bro. Like, yeah. I I'm still, I, I don't know if you can convince me, bro. Hayward's a piece of shit. Uh, I don't know. I, in my older age, I kind of, I understand. He's just, he's just an officer. He's very, mm-hmm. he's very bound by his duty. So, uh, he's pretty much saying like, he's pretty much just telling him that he wants him hang because that's like, that's what's supposed to happen because he yeah. was seditious and yeah. he did escape. So, yeah. Yeah. Once they get uh, away on the boat, man, they end up going to a fucking waterfall, bro. Mm-hmm. This was fucking gorgeous, bro. The setting on this, man. Mm-hmm. I need to go out to North Carolina and find this fucking waterfall, dude. This is stunning as shit, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, that, That's what I have in my notes, bro. It just says one word, beautiful. Yeah. Right? Um, And then when they get to behind this waterfall, right, Cora goes up to Hawkeye and she says, did you see my father? To mm. where Hawkeye just says... From a distance. Yeah. And Cora, uh, Cora knows the fate of her dad. He doesn't need to say, yes, he's dead. Mm-hmm. All he said was from a distance. They embrace on the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous shot. Fuck. This is a five in the embrace meter, brother. <laughs> this was good shit right here, brother. Yeah. Very good stuff. She also says, don't say anything to Alice about it. Mm-hmm. Right. But you also see Uncas who comforts Alice. Mm-hmm. And it. The way they embraced was kind of in a way that Alice fucking already knows the truth. Yeah, I think but I she was one never of them saw. I thought they saw from a distance too that Monroe was scalped or killed. I mean, yeah, but maybe that was just Hawkeye. Mm. I I think so too. But in this scene, also, this is kind of where I feel like uh, Duncan gets a little bit more redemption than Hawkeye, right? Yeah, because Hawkeye pretty much says that they're gonna escape. They're gonna mm-hmm. jump through the waterfall, and the women can't do it. And then even Duncan's like, you coward. Yeah. Because you're never supposed to leave the women behind, right? Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it worked out kind of. Spoilers a little bit. But <laughs> as soon as they left them, the... The Huron. The Huron could have came in and just raped them and murdered them right there, right? Right there and then, bro. So Duncan, at least, he's got that honor. Yeah. He'll never leave the women. So yeah. even though he gets knocked out like a bitch immediately, yeah. at least he fucking tried. I mean, this is not going to be like an old boy where there's like a, you know, a, a gnarly, fu- he just gets fucked up, yeah. but he stayed with the women. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. One thing that I forgot to mention too, bro, in this scene mm-hmm. is that the gunpowder, like Hawkeye holds it up and says, it's soaked. I can't do shit with this. Uh-huh. Right? So they don't really have weapons. Yep. Right? Uh, I mean, they do, but like, what the fuck are they going to do now? Mm-hmm. Right? So then they say, if you, if we escape, then there's a chance that we can still save you afterward. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that's why they jump. Yep. Right? But again, I do agree with you on this one, brother. Mm-hmm. Because, the, I mean, is it a coward thing? Sure, it is. You don't leave the women behind. Yes. But they were given another chance to save them again because mm-hmm. in the next scene, the Horons fucking take them for prisoners. Mm-hmm. When they go to the next scene, right, 
they take them to a Huron fort. Oh well, yeah, I think it's just like their tribe. Yeah, like, like their their camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a flaw right here, brother. Oh. I have this. Okay. What's up? So when you see that they take them prisoners, right, and they mm-hmm. take them back to the fort, mm-hmm. right? Let's remember now they were in an intense battle. Mm-hmm. Fucking intense. Not one fucking blood speck or one bruise or one mark on them. These fuckers are shirtless. Uh, are you talking about the, 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 Huron. the Huron? Not one fucking mark on them, dude. Mm, maybe they washed up at the waterfall. Nah, nah. <laughs> because you still see bruising. You see bruising on Cora's wrist. You see bruising on her face. You see bruising mm. on Hawkeye. You see okay. bruising on Uncas. Not one fucking mark on these fucking Hurons, dude. Not okay. one. That right. is a flaw if there's ever one, dude. Okay. And they're shirtless, too. I mean, they're the Huron, right? They're Native Americans. I don't think they wore clothes, right? They they have like the, like the loincloth. I mean, I don't know if it's a loincloth, uh, mm-hmm. but they have like the. I think they're shirtless most of the time, anyway, right? Yeah, my my point being that if they're shirtless, then there's a better chance of them getting nicked up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's a flaw, brother. Damn, I got, I got to point it out right there, man. All right, but you know what, dude? Like hmm. when they jump through the waterfall, the Mohicans. Mm-hmm. What I like about them is they don't fucking waste time, bro. Yeah. They fucking begin running, dude. They're running and running and running just like the movie started. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they, they're like, there's no wasted time, dude. Mm-hmm. They, they fucking, they're there running to save Cora and Alice, man. Mm-hmm. At the Huron Fort, though, uh, Magua meets with, like, the leader. And they have, like, terms and shit like that. Yeah. While they start making the terms of this stuff. You see Hawkeye showing up alone, mm-hmm. unarmed, mm-hmm. and the Hurons just start beating the shit out of him. Yeah. They start slashing his fucking chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, good shit right here, man. I, I thought I was like, fuck, the way he just shows up all like unannounced, mm-hmm. right? And then like the Hurons like, no, like, oh, this is a fucking enemy. Yeah. Let's fuck him up. He can't just walk what's in here fucking yeah. just like that. Mm-hmm. And they beat the shit out of him, right? So the, the, the terms of this shit is that the leader decides that Hayward is going to be sent back to the British. Mm-hmm. Alice is going to be kept by Magua as a prize. Yep. And Alice will be burned alive. Uh-huh. Which Hayward then is right here and he says, no, I want to fucking take the place of Alice. Well, actually. Of Cora, excuse me. What happens is that uh, Duncan or Hayward, mm-hmm. he's the one, he can translate. So he mm-hmm. knows French and uh, the Huron chief can speak French or he's yep. got somebody that translates um, which is a vital skill anyway. But Hawkeye comes up and he's like telling Duncan to translate everything he's yeah. saying in French. So Hawkeye's the one that says, Duncan isn't doing, he's just translating, yeah. right? Uh, Hawkeye's the one that's saying, I'm Long Rifle. He says like his Native American name. And, Running water. No, <laughs> yeah. And he said, it would be a great honor if you burn me at the stake, right? Yeah. And here's like the my belt of that shows my mm. history and shit, right? Mm-hmm. But then Duncan... This is again where he does a redeeming factor yeah. because yeah, he, he does. He, he just he when he translates, he says, "Burn me." It would be a great honor for uh, to burn a British officer. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the Yankees, is that what they're saying, dude? Kind of like that because they're I, British, though they're not American. I don't. I I think that's just like their their name for uh, okay the, the British. Ah, gotcha, brother. But yeah, and that's what ended up happening. And then the the Huron leader accepts. Mm-hmm. And then to that, like, they pretty much, like, give Korra mm-hmm. to Hawkeye. Yeah. Right? And then they take Hayward and they fucking burn him. Yes. Like, when they burn him alive. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I might have seen this wrong, dude, because, like, when I saw that they were burning him, uh-huh. his, like, did they paint his face or were those already burn marks? 
I don't know. I could Did be, you get the same? Yeah. Like, yeah. It might just be like already burn marks, but it could no. also be like they painted something on him. Like like ritual kind of type mm-hmm. of shit, dude? Right? Yeah, I guess it's kind of left up to the viewer to um, figure that out or use their imagination. But um, Hawkeye, he even says like, take, no, I said to take me, take me. But then he runs away. and um, With Korra. Yeah, they run away. But I thought this part was fucking badass. Yeah. But to bring it back to Duncan, I, this is why I don't think he was a piece of shit. I mean, yes, <laughs> he was an officer in the British Army. Ultimately, he chose to sacrifice himself for the happiness of this lady, right? That he loved, right? So, I mean, I don't want to fucking... Let's just put it... Ladies, if you don't pick the guy who who chooses to burn himself alive for your happiness, you don't fucked up. Because I (laughs) I don't even know if fucking... Well, Hawkeye was saying you would, but still. I know. That's the ultimate sacrifice, right? Yeah. Duncan could have easily been like, all right, burn this fucking fool, right? You know, because he hated him, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right, dude. So this is kind of like his, redemp- like, that's that was a G thing to do, man. It he, was, man. I mean, if he told me to burn alive, I don't know. I would be like, please, no. Fuck. But dude. anyways, Hawkeye, he stops complaining and they run, right? They mm-hmm. run to off into like the, the uh, woods and shit, the like the, the rock area. And I think it's so badass when Unga just throws him the rifle. Yeah. And he's aiming at Duncan. And he just shoots him in the head. It's like yeah, he mercy kills him, bro. Yeah, and that so was he like stop yeah. his suffering and mm-hmm. shit like that, man. But let's also remember, no, Alice. Now, now they need to save Alice because Korra is already with Hawkeye. Alice now belongs to Magua, and Uncas is the one that is like infatuated uh-huh. with Alice at this point, right? So they have to do it. All right, this was fucking sick, dude. Like, oh. Uncas, man. I don't think we we kind of like glossed over Uncas a little bit because mm-hmm. he has he is a bit of a badass too. Yeah. And when he goes after Alice, dude, again, no wasted time. He goes basically one against the fucking like the Hurons, man. Yeah. And then one by one, he starts picking them off, dude. But then he goes and fucking meets and fights with Magua. Mm-hmm. There's still a couple more out there, dude. Their fight scene was pretty sick, dude. I, I wish it could have gone a little longer. Uh-huh. But the thing is, to set up the setting here is that now the Hurons have Alice way the fuck up in the hills, man. Like where the rock area is, right? Mm-hmm. Cliffs and shit like that. They get into a fucking fight, dude, where it's pretty sick. And then just like, to me, it was a little bit too abrupt where Magua just fucking shanks him and fucking kills him. Yeah. I mean, this whole scene I thought was, this is like my, this is the part where I say this last 15 minutes is my fucking favorite when they start playing that yeah. song. All the way to the end is like my favorite, like my favorite 15 minutes in like cinema history, to be honest wow. with you. But yeah, so Uncas, he's still, he's the son, right? He's still, yeah. he's still young, goes up there. He gives it his best, dude, but he just can't best Magua, man. Mm. Magua, Magua is uh, a great war captain. Even yeah. the Huron chief says so, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's heartbreaking that he just wasn't able to save Alice or mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. And then, yeah. He pretty much gets fucked up. Magua kills him and then he just throws him off the side dude and then the way he like slides yeah. down the cliff <laughs> yeah just it looks so fucking sick dude mm-hmm. that was crazy as shit and alice seeing this shit because she's like all like infatuated with uncas now uh-huh. she says nah I, I, she's devastated bro mm-hmm. so looking she looks down the cliff and she says fuck it man i'm gonna kill myself and she jumps off man yeah even mago was like come on come like you yeah don't have to. but she was like fuck you yeah one thing I forgot to mention, bro, is that when Uncas got killed and he got shanked and mm-hmm. he got he went down the cliff, mm-hmm. there are reactions of Chingachgook who's still mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. and he sees it, dude. 
Yeah. And he fucking, he's like, he's devastated too, man. Mm-hmm. There's so much emotion in his face. Yep. Hawkeye sees it too. And he yells Uncas's name. But did you notice he yelled, he said Uncas. Mm, I didn't notice that. He's, he kind of said Uncas. Hmm. While like Chingashuk said Uncas. Hmm. It's got to be the, the, the native tongue. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, it's it's still badass because um Hawkeye's over there. He's got like he's got like twenty rifles that he's like juggling to mm-hmm. kill everybody and mm-hmm. he does like the cross one and shit. I was like, damn. I, let me go back to Alice real quick, brother. Mm-hmm. When she commits suicide, right? Magua doesn't really show emotion though. Yeah. He just says, you know, fuck it, let's keep walking. I mean, what can he do? She jumped up like it's like he's gonna go mm-hmm. pick her up or he's he was just like, whatever. I gave her a shot. She said no. Yeah, he did say he wanted to kill. He told Monroe he wanted to kill him herself uh-huh. or her, her himself, mm-hmm. and he never did. So yeah. he just walks away. He goes, eh, "Fuck it, let's go." But and then because of this though, because Uncas is dead, dude, Hawkeye goes fucking apeshit. Guns blazing. He guns down so many of the Hurons, man. Mm-hmm. He fucking puts some of them. Uh, I think there's like three. I think remaining Hurons. He has them at gunpoint and shit. Yeah. To where a final battle is finally set up between Magua and Chingachgook, man. Yeah. Brother, you just said that this is like your favorite 15 minutes in cinema. Mm-hmm. My problem with this is that if they had built up all this shit for Chingachgook and and Magua to fight, mm-hmm. then why did it end in like 30 seconds? Just because like the whole backstory, well, at least the thing that I'm thinking of is it. this is heartbreaking for multiple scenes, right? Because we know that Uncas and Chingachgook. Chingachgook, I sorry. Chingachgook. That's all I, I got said. You, That's all I, I said. You. The father. <laughs> um, they're the last of the Mohicans. Yeah. So the father, he's put everything into his son. He's taught him everything, mm-hmm. right? And this is like classic father son. You want your son to be better. You want him to succeed. You want you, you know right? Mm-hmm. And he witnessed his son die mm-hmm. because he couldn't best Maga, right? So he's heartbroken. He's got this fucking rage in him, right? Because he just saw his lineage die yeah right that's it that he's not gonna find another woman to have another kid he's too old he, for he's, that he's anyway too man. old and they're the last of the mohicans right so mm-hmm. they're not even gonna find so he just runs up with like that rage in him he just he just bests him dude just yeah. immediately he's like i am i am the better man right and he's like and you killed my son and then he just fucks him up man uh, i would have liked this to go a little further bro a little longer man i was satisfied with it because yeah i didn't want like because he comes off as just an ultimate bat. He doesn't even get scathed. He doesn't no. even get hit. He doesn't. He... Mortal Kombat status, flawless victory when yeah. those two fought, bro. He blocks everything that Magua does and he fucks up his arm. Remember, he's yeah. like, Ugh. and yeah. then like, and then he like does like that spin move where he hits him in the head and he flies off and shit. Mm-hmm. The tomahawk goes through him, dude. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's basically like a tomahawk uppercut, mm-hmm. like to the, like to the fucking like solar plexus and shit like that. Yeah, I just thought this scene was was badass. I I had no qualms with it. I personally wished it, I wish it could have gone a little longer, man. But regardless, I'm happy that Magua got fucked up. Mm-hmm. Chingachgook being the fucking badass that he is, um, he he bests him, and then you don't really see what happens to the rest of the Hurons because like Hawkeye had three more at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. You don't see him because the next scene is the final scene uh-huh. where Chingachgook and Hawkeye and Korra are on a cliff. They're basically mourning the death of Uncas. Mm-hmm. And right there, Chingaku says, but because of this, he declares himself, I am the last of the Mohicans, man. Mm-hmm. Korra and Hawkeye embrace, off to a beautiful scenery. 
And that ends The Last of the Mohicans, bro. A fucking fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Very much enjoyed it. When I watched it the first time, I loved it. When I watched it the second time, third time, and then taking it with notes, good shit, Red, bro. Yeah. I, I, very much. So happy that you brought this up because I've already said that Sir Daniel Day-Lewis is my favorite mm-hmm. actor, yet you brought it up in, as your pick, not yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Mm-hmm. We had to get him in there. We had mm-hmm. to get him in this, dude. Yeah, and this is kind of like, he does a great job in this role too, but it's not, I wouldn't say this is one of his most amazing roles. Yeah, this is, that's exactly what I was about to say, brother. Mm-hmm. So let, let's get into now, nice segue right there. Let's get into some of the later work from some of these actors and actresses, bro. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you already brought up uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, right? All right. So the one film that just, I saw, dude, and I was like, okay, this fucking guy is incredible. All right. And that is my left foot. I have had, I have 10 years, a decade of experience working with the handicap here. When I tell you this is the most believable performance I've ever seen from a person that is portraying a handicapped person, I truly mean it with 100% of my fucking being, dude. Mm. I was convinced at this point that he was a handicapped person. Mm-hmm. The mannerisms, the speech impairments, all that, all of it, dude. Mm-hmm. Classic. He deserved that Oscar. There's nobody else that year that deserved it, man. Yep. It is a flawless performance. One of, if not my favorite performance I have ever seen. And I've seen like thousands of movies, brother. Mm -hmm. This might be my favorite performance of all time. Please go out of your way and check out My Left Foot. Have you seen it, bro? Yeah, it's a great movie. I haven't seen it in 20 years. But yes, it was. uh, it's a great movie. I believe it's based off a true story, right? A a biopic. Christy Brown is Mm -hmm. a real person. Yeah. 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 So here's a little fun fact too, brother. Uh, when I first got Netflix, mm-hmm. the first film I ever watched was My Left Foot. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think yeah. I saw it on Sundance Channel or yeah. IFC back in 2003, I think was the first time I saw it. So back to the old school days. All right. So I'm going to bring up another Sir Daniel Day-Lewis movie, man. And this is actually, I'm going to bring up two of them. And both of these movies, I I will say I'm not really too fond of the movies, hmm. but the performances are amazing. All right. The first one is called Nine. Have you seen Nine? No, I haven't. It's, it's like a, um, it's a musical, basically. Bro. Yeah. So the thing is that Daniel Day-Lewis is a writer, or he's an author, right? And he's a celebrity from Writer's Block. Okay. So what he does for inspiration is he goes and talks with, like, pretty much the nine women he's ever been with okay. for inspiration. And the women he's been with, it's like, my goodness, dude, like, damn. <laughs> like, Jennifer Hudson, hmm? uh, uh, you know. A uh, Jennifer, who's who's Goldie Hawn's uh, daughter? Uh, um, Jennifer. Uh, it is Hudson, right? Oh, uh, is it Hudson? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's Jennifer Hudson, but it's uh, God, yeah, it escapes me. But yeah, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yeah, uh, and then it's also um, Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Marion Cotillard's in it. It's like it's like nine of the like loveliest women, dude. Like you'll see, they. It's like man, like. He gets to be with these women? Yeah, 10 out of 10 every time. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, come on. Like, where's my break, dude? Uh-huh. <laughs> but just, yeah. just one. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude? And uh, yeah, um, film, not that good, but performance, fantastic, man. Uh-huh. He is fucking great. And the next one I'm going to bring up, bro. I, please let me know if you checked it out, brother. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly like this movie, but his performance was fucking flawless, bro. And that is Gangs of New York. Yes. as uh, My goodness bro bill the, the butcher. butcher yep one of the greatest villain characters i've ever seen in cinema history man mm-hmm. uh, it is fucking stupid that he didn't win an oscar and i'll tell you why man 
he was nominated, but the thing is, he was nominated as a main actor mm-hmm. when Gangs of New York is not even about him. They're yeah. following Amsterdam, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. So Bill the Butcher was a side character. So he should have been a supporting actor. Uh-huh. And he should have fucking won an Oscar for that, bro. Yeah, he was definitely fucking criminal, bro. That one, yep. Like, what movies out there were fucking like Leonardo DiCaprio gets fucking like outshined like effortlessly, man. Mm. And man, Daniel Day Lewis just makes him look like a fucking chump in this movie, dude. <laughs> yep. He is so fucking amazing in this, dude. Yeah. I absolutely love his performance in Gangs of New York. I the only reason I watch it is because of him. Yeah. Because like Cameron Diaz is in it. She's like, mm, she was yeah. casted so wrong in it. Everybody man. agrees, I think. And it's a Martin Scorsese film, bro. I love Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. but not one of his better films. But if you want to go anyway, check it out. Please check it out and watch Daniel D. Lewis in Gangs of New York, man. His performance is a fucking 11 out of 10, man. I yeah. love it. Bottoms up to that. How, what do you got to say about Gangs of New York, brother? Um, That one, it's not my favorite movie. I've seen it I think right. once. I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. Um, but it's all right. I think my favorite Daniel Day-Lewis movies are obviously There Will Be Blood. I know we've yeah, mentioned oh yeah. it before. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that one. But there's also a couple other ones that I like. Um, he was in The Crucible, mm-hmm. 1996. Mm-hmm. I did like that one. I liked his portrayal in that one as John Proctor, right? Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, and also, I was going to bring this up earlier when we were talking about, you know, mutant, or not mutiny, but sedition and, sedition. and stuff like that, is The Bounty. It is a movie with Mel Gibson, Anthony Hopkins, and Daniel Day-Lewis actually has a small part in this. Yeah, I was like, about to say, I've never seen that one. Like, what is he doing? It's, so a, it's a small part? Yeah, it, it's a good movie. Um, it's about, based on a true story about this British expedition that goes to bring back some fruit to England. But the men become infatuated with the natives' lifestyle, and they begin pretty much just treason at sea, right? Mm. They, they, they're sedition. And it's a, it's a really good movie. I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, I don't know if our viewers out there will, will particularly huh. like that one. I think you might like it if you watch it. Hey, if Daniel DeLuise is in it, I'll check it out. But wh- what does he do? He is the first officer, I think. So he's got a smaller part. Mel Gibson plays uh, not the captain, but like his first mate or something. And then uh, Anthony Hopkins is like the leader. He's the captain of this expedition. Uh-huh. I, I might check it out, bro, because um, he, he wasn't in the movie, but I... But you bring up Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. I, I recently rewatched Apocalypto mm-hmm. because he directed it. Yeah. And it made me want to go back and watch some of his shit. So if he's there, I'd probably, I'll oh, fuck. I like Mel Gibson. Too. Yeah. He's in a bunch of good stuff, but I won't, I won't ramble yeah, yeah, off about that. Yeah. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. All right. Next character, bro. Uh, next actor we'll get into it's Wes Study. Um, I've mentioned already, like earlier, is that he's typecast in the same like type of role. Yeah. For example, he was in Dances with Wolves. Uh-huh. That's a long fucking movie, dude. Uh-huh. Like you know how like to, for me like the length of a film doesn't matter to me if, as uh-huh. long as I'm interested. Yeah, this is one movie where it was good, but I was like, this is long, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the premise of this movie was that like right, like Kevin Costner, right, he wants to commit suicide, so uh-huh. he like gets on his horse. And it, he wants to get shot mm-hmm. by the Native Americans or yeah, gets right. an arrow, right? Well, he, well, he's wounded. Yeah, back then, if you were shot you were going to lose your leg. So he was mm. going to lose his leg. So he wanted to die. Uh, and he, he takes the horse and runs out in front of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Native Americans. No, they're... We'll the, just call them the... This is a civil war, right? So it's the... Oh, yeah. The uh, Confederates. There, yeah, there we go, man. I was going to say the South. but <laughs> <laughs> The South will rise again. <laughs> but yeah, West Study's in the film. Mm-hmm. It is a sick film. Um, but only check it out if you want to kill like three hours. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Time, I, I just recently recommend this to uh, shout out Jose Gonzalez. 
He was asking Back me. Rib, man. He listened to the uh, Tombstone movie, and he's like, "Oh, is there any other movies that are kind of like Tombstone?" And I forgot another one. He said the one. Uh, I forgot what else he asked, but I said, "Yeah, check out uh, Dances with Wolves," and then I named a couple other ones. But he said that he tried watching it twice, but he fell asleep both times. Oh shit! So I don't know. Not Back, very promising. Pac Rim, if you're listening, to this, brother. Back when I used to have my long hair, we used to have a joke that yeah, he was my son, right? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. So. Listen to your dad right here, brother. <laughs> only only watch dances with wolves if you have three hours to kill, brother. Yeah. All right. Much love to you, brother. Bottoms up. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Next week I want to bring up with West Steady is called Hostiles. I've brought it up before in this podcast before. You got to go way back to season one, mm-hmm. back in uh, the Gone Girl episode, because uh, the one that plays Amy, fuck, why am I bl- uh, Rosamund Pike? She mm-hmm. is in the film. Christian Bale's in the movie too. Yeah. Uh, sick, sick fucking movie. Uh, it's an underrated film. Please go out of your way. It's on Netflix, I believe. Go out of your way. Check out Hostiles, Hostiles, however it's pronounced. Mm. West Study's in that. Again, he's typecasting it. And the last movie I want to bring up with West Study, it is not a good one, but it's a nostalgic one. I have to bring up Street Fighter, brother. No, yeah. I have to bring it up. I thought the casting of him was so fucking stupid <laughs> because I'm a big fan of like all the Super Nintendo games. Uh-huh. Street Fighter was one of my favorites. Mm. Sagat, bro, is from <laughs> Thailand. He's this fucking tall, super jacked up Thai, Muay Thai fighter. Uh-huh. West Study is not tall. He is not jacked up. They just put an eye patch over him mm-hmm. and called it a day. Yeah. Fucking stupid, man. Oh, we also had uh, John Claude as uh, All American Guile, right? All American Guile, dude. With the fucking, <laughs> do you want to get? What did he say? He's like, do you want to get in your boat? Do you want to come with me? Right? And I remember as a kid, like, yeah, like going all crazy and shit, dude. Yeah. Man, but yeah, Street Fighter. Uh, check it out for nostalgic reasons mm-hmm. only, man. I'd say. Yeah. So, what do you say, brother? I think it's time we wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, man. All right, man. So if uh, you go first, brother, it's your movie pick. So you you go ahead. You give it the overall ranking. Yeah. Give us all your overall thoughts. I've seen this movie many times. I couldn't give you an exact count. I try to watch it every year. It doesn't always happen, but I like the cinematography. I like the story. It's very, this is a very easy watch. Yeah. This is one of those movies that drags on. It's it's definitely epic. I like like some of the set pieces, you know, the, the fort sieges and especially some of the scenes, the fight scenes. Like you said, the battle scenes are really cool. The characters I like, I like all of them. I think they all do a great job. Nobody stuck out. Even some of these guys that snuck in, like Cole Meany, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, uh, even though they had no speaking lines. But I like the setting as well, and the time period is cool. I'm going to give this one a 9.5 oh, out of 10. Sounds good, brother. Fuck oh. yes, man. Oh. Uh, so here are my overall thoughts, man. I thought this was... Uh, a, a more than solid film, man. This was a very easy watch. It's less than two hours, so it's not terribly long. I enjoyed the pacing of it. Uh, I don't think they wasted any time with anything. I uh, man, I just I love the visual, stunning shots that they have in this film. The setting was fucking great, man. It makes me give it gives me a reason to go out to North Carolina mm. to fucking go to this waterfall, man. Uh, I I love the set pieces, especially. We got to give them extra credit for like how. How amazing it looks, especially since this was done in the early 90s, man. Uh-huh. Uh, I very much enjoyed the acting in this. Sir Daniel Day-Lewis is fucking amazing. This is not one of like my favorite performances of him or yeah. even overall movies, uh-huh. but I still think it's fucking great, man. Uh, I do have some minor qualms, but they're not fucking too major. Uh-huh. I was very invested in a lot of the characters, you know, Al, uh, excuse me, Cora. Uh, Hawkeye, Uncas, like all of them, you know. Yeah. Um, and then it made me dislike Hayward too. I know we have difference of opinions mm. on it and shit, but yeah. that's exactly what movies are supposed to do. Uh, very much enjoyed this, brother. Give me Elite Range eight and a half stars out of ten, brother. This nice. is 
fucking awesome, bro. Thanks. I can't say enough about it. And thank you for bringing Daniel Day-Lewis to our podcast universe, brother. Yeah. Yeah. So, swig for the good men right here, brother. Bombs up. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to end it right there, man. Thank you all so much for taking the time out of your busy day to check out this episode. Please join us next week. It is my pick. So, you know, we're going to get some fucked up foreign films going on about this, man. <laughs> and we're going to go to Spain for this one. That's the only thing I'm going to tell you about it, man. So, remember to be kind one another. Thank you all so much for the continued support. Much love to all you. Peace. Mwah. See you later. Thank you again for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week as we review one of the most underrated Spanish films of the 2000s. And that movie is Talk to Her, also known as Hable con ella, a film directed by Pedro Almodovar. Please do yourself a favor and watch this film and then join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all and bottoms up.